Hi friends, welcome to a surprise episode of Starting With a Song. I'm your host, Amanda Mazzo, and I am so glad that you're joining us today. It's hard to believe season one is already coming to a close, but we have one more bonus conversation up our sleeves. While I was spending some time in my hometown, I sat down with one of our treasured family friends. It gave me just another reason to be grateful for the community we have, learning so many lessons from how well they love. Here's my conversation with Deborah Floyd. You just want to dive right in. We can dive in. Okay, let's dive in. I love it. Adventurous spirit. I was thinking the other day, your family, they're just special family friends. And I feel like we've known you, at least me, for my life, because I grew up here. We moved here when um, I was in second grade. And um, I mean, I remember just knowing you guys. So I was going to ask, are you originally from, we're recording in Peachtree City, Georgia. Okay. Are you natives? Are you from here? No, I'm from South Georgia, from Thomasville. Okay. And then my husband was from St. Mary's, Georgia. St. Mary's. I know exactly where that is okay. because I took a, um, in high school, we took a creative writing trip to Cumberland Island. Yes. And we stayed on St. Mary's because you had to take a ferry out there. Right. And there are some, Nasty sand gnats mm-hmm. down there. Yeah, <laughs> Are you uh, familiar with the sand gnats? Yes, gnat? I am. <laughs> I walked around and I thought, what is biting me? <laughs> this is uncomfortable. And there were these t-shirts. I guess they, they're like little mosquitoes, but they've got the illustration. It just was like a mosquito. It had these giant teeth. <laughs> Yes, they're vicious. And there's a good chance that you ran into my father-in-law on the ferry. He worked on the ferry for a number of years. You're kidding. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We, it was, I think my sophomore year of high school in Cumberland Island. I've always kind of wanted to go back because it's beautiful down there. I've never been. (gasps) I know now why they took us there for a creative writing trip because it just is magical. I mean, there's these castle ruins and there's wild horses and trees. I mean, I think just being around the water, you know, it's the mossy trees, just what you would see in the movies. Just very, very pretty. I've got to go now. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm like, when can I go? I've got to plan a trip. I don't even know how to coordinate that without, I guess, yeah. like a school trip. I don't even know how you would do that. So when did you move here? We moved here in 1994, 1995, I think early. Okay. We, um, it was in the middle of the school year. So my son actually started going to school here okay. while we were building the house. Oh, so you yeah. built here right. and, then, and you've been here ever since. Right. Um, I, and you've seen a lot of change, I I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. Well, my memories of you and your family, when I was growing up, I just thought that is a power couple. They are a tag team of amazing lawyers. And I don't know. <laughs> That's my memory of you. And your two sons were just the sweetest. Um, I remember performing, singing in church. And um, your youngest at the time had come up to me. He was younger than I was at the time. Right. And so kind and just so complimentary. And I thought, how many kids would feel comfortable coming up and being like, you did such a great job and just. That's Chris. Yeah. 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 How did you get into law? Is that something Uh, that you've always wanted to study? It wasn't something that I started off being interested in. I think at one point I wanted to be a doctor. At some point I wanted to, I actually majored in psychology. Oh, did um, you? When I was in school. And I I think ultimately I decided that going to law school would open more doors than it closed. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't really sure what I would do with it. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I went on to law school and 
you know, have been practicing and I, as long I've as I've known it. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it kind of allows some opportunity for the not so quiet side of me to come out in a professional way when it's necessary. And then I can just be my little genteel Southern there Deborah you go. <laughs> the rest of the Best time. That's both worlds. Yeah. Tell me about your earliest memories of music. I was thinking about that and what I remember. Um, the first thing I remember is singing along with some albums at the time that my parents had in my home in South Georgia, uh, pretending that either a flashlight or candle was a microphone oh, yeah. and singing along with some Frank Sinatra songs. I think. Hey, that's classy. <laughs> so All that's right. the earliest memory. I would have been uh, maybe around eight to 12, somewhere in that range. Oh my gosh. Did you have a favorite? Can you think of a favorite? The song that I remember that stands out of my mind is Funny Valentine. Okay. Mm, it's classic. <laughs> and how did, as you grew older and maybe even as you moved here, how was music a part of your life? It's been interesting. It's been a part of my life from an entertainment standpoint, I guess, um, for a long time. Then I started playing in the band in high school. What did you, um, did, were you singing? Or, what, just playing, just playing play? an instrument. I played the clarinet. The clarinet. Okay. Um, and then I started singing. Well, I sang with the church choir when I was in high school. And then when I was in college, I couldn't try out for the band because I went to Notre Dame. They had a height requirement that I couldn't meet. You're kidding. Um, yeah. I mean, I'd, so I always went to, I guess a smaller show. We didn't really have a band. And even when I went to college at Belmont, it was so small at the time. They have one now, but even our sports teams, we just never had a band. Right. And so they would have to go over to Vanderbilt oh, to be a okay. part of their, their band. So I just was never a part of it. So why the height requirement? Just to make sure that it was all consistent I, yes. and I guess the they board, had, and it had been a male school so they had no trouble getting enough sure oh well <laughs> to meet the height requirement and I guess it was just a visual just the aesthetic okay was just a part of interesting. it so I don't know whether that's still there or not but yeah I, I'm learning something yeah. new I did not know that yeah. when I was in college I had a friend who was from Kentucky and I guess she had really been involved in um I don't even know the name of it it's the person is it like band leader it's like the person in right. front setting the pace the drum major the drum major thank you see or I didn't even know. yeah <laughs> no um and so I I felt like I learned like I got a whole crash course in that because she was all about it and we went we, we went back to Kentucky and saw a game and so she was giving me a crash course but um yeah so when I was talking to my parents, I said, just take me back to a time before I even existed. Maybe when you guys were dating, you know, mm -hmm. did you have a song at your wedding that is just special to you or I may um, be putting you on the spot a so, little bit. No, the wedding was very, very uh, low key. So we actually got married in an apartment in Boston and it did was very you? low key. So we didn't have the big music production type of thing. So that was not one. I'm trying to think from dating. Now, how um, did you get to Boston? So we both went to law school in Boston. So, okay. Yeah. So he had gone to Georgia Tech for college and I was at Notre Dame. We were rivals, football rivals at the time. Oh, that's right. You said Notre Dame. Yeah, right. yeah. But we had met in high school at the Georgia Governor's Honors Program. High school sweetheart. So um, we knew each other, but we actually didn't start dating until law school. Um, oh, my goodness. And so we just got married while we were in school. Oh. And um, I did start singing in college. We did a gospel choir. In fact, I was a founding member of the Notre Dame Gospel Choir, which oh, wow. apparently is still going on and is still going strong and very different. I think it's a much more meaningful activity now than it mm. was then. At that time, we were just kind of getting together to sing. But I think now they're doing evangelism and touring. So I'm really oh, excited. Wow. Um, That's 
that's that's got to be pretty cool to look back and see how something like that has grown on a much smaller scale in my experience um, when I was in high school. And actually, one of my friends who talked with me for the very first episode, um, she and I were founding members of our show choir. And it was, well... At the time, it was like three people, like me, her, and another girl. (laughs) Right. And so that was our, maybe my freshman year. And then by the time I was a senior, we were taking trips. We actually took a a whole trip to the Bahamas and performed on a cruise ship. We had over 60 people. So, I mean, on a smaller scale, that was even cool to see how that had grown. And I I think it's still going, but that's got to be pretty neat from your alma mater to look back and see how, you know, kind of the foundation that you laid that's it special i think we talked a, well we actually haven't even talked face to face until today <laughs> uh, but i sent you an email maybe explaining a little bit about where this had come from i mean how do you sing through tough times in life one of the things that i remember is that after uh, my husband died uh, actually this may have been after chris died so chris died and then 18 months later, my husband died. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris was your youngest son. Younger son, mm-hmm. correct. I remember just going through this season when very little would resonate with me, even mm. f- from a spiritual standpoint. But one thing that was still in my spirit was the the little children's song, Jesus Loves Me, This I Know. Oh. And so there were times when that would kind of pierce through. And it's so um, simple. So simple. Yeah. Uh, something I'd known, you know, all my life, been here yeah. all my life, but it was still in there. Mm-hmm. And so that was one of the things. Um, I think a second is that after Chuck had died, I went to um, a musical in Little Five Points. Yeah. Uh, with a friend. And um, there were a couple of songs there that kind of woke me up again. I mean, it's the kind of thing where, again, it just kind of touched something mm-hmm. that had not really felt alive. Do you remember the time. musical? I don't. I, <laughs> I was don't. curious. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I do remember that the artist was um, the actress who played on In the Heat of the Night. Oh. Um, the African-American woman yeah, was yeah. the deputy chef, was the, was the artist who did the song. Oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up, see if yeah. I can dig for that. It just made me feel like, okay, there's, you know, maybe I'm starting to turn a corner yeah. or... There was just a different um, type of light in my life or maybe a little bit of the dimness had lifted off. Mm -hmm. Um, And so um, after that, I think it's about when I decided that at some point I was going to probably start try to find some voice lessons. Mm -hmm. So I did find those. Lisa Kelly opened up her um, studio here and it was very convenient. Um, So I've been doing those group lessons with her for several years now as one of her original students. Oh my gosh. Um, And so that's something that I just enjoy doing. What made you, yeah. I mean, you said you played clarinet before, but what made you choose voice lessons? What drew you into that? Probably just having watched the boys because Charles sang too. Now, Charles didn't sing as much as Chris, um, but Charles did show choir. Actually, that's the first time I ever heard oh, him show yeah? choir was when okay. he was in middle school. We were living in New Jersey and he did that in middle school. He did a couple of shows in high school. He did marching band for the most part in high school. Gosh, and what um, did he play? He played tuba and trombone. Okay. Then in college, he sang, he did a cappella. In fact, he was <gasps> in, I think maybe two two groups one year and at some point um, pared it down to one, but he loved doing that. He arranged several of their songs. And, and so that he was, is, he was that takes music, yeah. true talent acapella to mm-hmm. be able to stay mm-hmm. on pitch, you know, yeah. 
That's incredible. Was Chris a singer? Chris did sing. Uh, He was in uh, Chamber Singers at Landmark. Okay. um, And did that through high school. Did some of the musical theater there. Okay. Um, And then did music some in college as well. Yeah. Okay. I love it. So when he came up to you and told you how great you were. I know. That's a true compliment. Even more than than I realized at the time. And just such a sweet spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Is your oldest son, he's in New York now. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. So after college, you went to, I heard you say New Jersey. Right. So we lived in New Jersey. So we started um, after law school, we moved to College Park. Then from there, we went up to Philadelphia. So we were uh, in New Jersey when we were living in the Philadelphia area. It was just, it was like from here to the city. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were living out there for two years. Um, And then we came back built the house here and just went back to our place in College Park while we were waiting for the house to be built here. Oh, wow. And so we've been in Peachtree City since then. So Peachtree City. Yeah, three years in the Philadelphia area. That's one place I have not been. We keep, Jason, my husband and I keep talking about the cheesesteaks. <laughs> I'm like, one day I will try good. a Philadelphia cheesesteak. The food is good. <laughs> what did going through those times teach you? And when was that? That was. Um, so Chris died in 2009. My husband died in 2010. Man, yeah. it just feels like, you know, that was 10 years ago, mm-hmm. 11. Now we're in 2020. But in some ways, I think that could feel like yesterday. Mm-hmm. Going through those times, hearing certain songs, discovering new joys in music, like finding voice mm-hmm. lessons. I mean, I don't I don't even know if I'm explaining this right. There's there's always going to be a part of you. I think mm-hmm. that you will always hold them, mm-hmm. but it helps heal. Music does, does a little bit in time during that time period where you were trying to I don't move on is the wrong term. And I'm sorry, but, you know, right. keep living. Move from surviving to living. Yes. Yes. Gosh, that's good too. survival mode to living again. Mm -hmm. And that is tough. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from that? I think that the music um, helped to provide sort of a, maybe a a hope that maybe wasn't Mm -hmm. there before. And again, it was never an absolute despair. Um, You know, I was, I was a Christian at the time of both. Uh, both of the deaths and I realized that they were in heaven. I rejoiced about that for them, but there was, it's almost like living sort of in a tunnel Mm -hmm. um, and maybe not really knowing how long it'll be before you move from survival to actually feeling alive in certain areas of your life again. And I think that the music just kind of helped to let those little glimmers of light start coming in and Mm. getting brighter and brighter over time Mm -hmm. um, to to actually be able to enjoy it, you know, to move out of that kind of limited level of experience, just even for a few minutes during the song, even if, you know, <laughs> even yeah. if you kind of drop back yeah, uh, right afterwards, but it becomes, you know, you're out of it longer and longer. Right. Uh, and so I think it was just a, just a reminder that there was still something in there that mm-hmm. wanted to, to burst out and live again. So, yeah. yeah. I'm reminded of um, you guys are reading Lisa Turkhurst mm-hmm. uh, study right now and she calls it, the terminology that I was using was bittersweet. Mm-hmm. And she says that, that Lisa mm-hmm. refers to it as sweet sorrow, right. which I thought was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it mm-hmm. makes a lot of sense to me. Right. Yeah. So tell me in your voice lessons, what are you, what are you singing? What are you working on? Oh, we do a variety of things. Yeah. Um, and um, so we've done, oh gosh, what did we do today? Um, 
We did Desperado. Oh. <laughs> from the Eagles, just to give you some idea. We So we just, we do some popular things. We may do some things for musical theater. Okay. And we'll work on it for two or three weeks. And, and are you singing in a group or is it just a one-on-one? There are about five or six of us. Okay. Um, and so, so a couple of us have been together most of the time. And uh-huh. then, you know, we'll have somebody new come in or somebody to leave. And it really is... Um, just a matter of us kind of getting together, working on breathing. For me, getting louder. Hey, <laughs> um, I'm very, very have a very, very soft voice when I sing. But we just having a good time together. And, yeah, um, just doing a variety of types of pieces. Have you wanted to talk about anything that we haven't talked about? I, you know, I, I am very excited to to hear that you're doing this. I think it is important. I agree that music can definitely be um, be healing. It can be transformational mm-hmm. um it can reach people i think these <clears throat> i agree with you and and what's even more important to me is i just believe that everybody has a story worth sharing mm-hmm. and um i think that can be encouraging to other people so anyway yeah i'm i'm happy to be doing it i'm excited and um just grateful that you know my friends like you would be so generous with their time so I'm honored <laughs> You have been asked to do it. Thank you. Yes. So the last question that I will ask, because the show is called Starting With the Song, what's your signature song? That's something that has changed over time, but I'll I'll mention one. You know, one I have from, a lot of friends yeah. that say yeah. it changes. It changes with the weather. Like this, <laughs> I'm never going to find one. I'm like, I know, I know this is a really hard question. Um, so I'll mention two. Okay. Um, one, I you think. You can mention more than that if okay. you want. <laughs> so one was, I guess, a signature song as a wife uh, when I was married. It was uh, CC Wine. And, and I think the name of it is I Promise or I Promise You. Uh, so that was one. Uh, and th- why? Um, I'm just curious. It talks about... For example, one of the phrases is everything I have is yours. I mean, mm-hmm. it just talks about um, just that commitment to each other for the rest of your lives. And I actually uh, had her CD on in the car when I was on the way to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time that I actually wound up seeing my husband and um, uh, Allison Moore actually drove yeah. the car home for me that night oh. after I called them. And she was telling me, so she just left the CD in and she said when that song came up, she almost had to pull over. Oh my gosh. Um, so yeah, so that was one. Oh, um, wow. Uh, another one, and this one probably requires a little bit of explanation to make me sound like I'm not just a total <laughs> Just a little rebel. context. It's okay. We got plenty of time. <laughs> um, but I love musicals and one of my favorites is Wicked. Yes. And the song Defying Gravity. Oh, girl. Is mm. one. So although there are these li- lyrics in there about not obeying rules, it doesn't mean that I'm, I'm not obeying traffic laws. I am going to make you feel believe- a lot better here. Oh, really? okay. Yes. My mom, when we were recording our conversation, I asked her this question and she said, born to be wild. <laughs> and she was like, but I'm not wild. I mean, anybody who knows me and I'm like, oh, I don't I know, it. like maybe that's something you want to be. It. So anyway, do not feel bad. I will. <laughs> Everybody's got a little streak in them. Yeah. <laughs> that musical is incredible. Yeah. And, and I think that it's a, a signature song for me, or at least at times has been because it talks about being prepared to break barriers, um, go against mm-hmm. the grain if you need to. And I think that if you look at, for example, my even going to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. maybe the second year after they had women there, you know, not Catholic, oh, not wow. from the Midwest. 
Oh my goodness. Um, I didn't so, even think about, yeah, I mean, yeah. I knew some of that was, you know, happening. I didn't think about the time frame. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So it was a very different experience. And I remember talking to my academic dean after the first set of grades came out and he was telling me that they really weren't even expecting me to do as well as I did because I came from this little small town in South Georgia. And so just the notion of just being prepared to work as hard as I could, not be limited by expectations, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not, Oh, I am a rule follower. They called me Debbie (laughs) Do-Right. That's that's what my family calls me. Um, But just not accepting the limitations and being being prepared to fly solo if you have to. And maybe even in some way, you know, as I think about having to take on responsibility now and and the things that I have to do, you know, as a single person at this stage Mm -hmm. in my life, maybe even some of that was foundational for being, having that courage to do those things. Yeah. So I can't even imagine what kind of strength that took. Mm-hmm. It puts it into perspective for me, even the things that I might encounter now, I feel like I have it pretty easy because people bef- mm-hmm. have gone before me. Mm-hmm. It's, it just seems pretty incredible to hear stories like that. I just, um, I think that's really amazing. So the <laughs> ones I can think of. <laughs> you did so good. No, thank you for being generous with your time. Well, I appreciate it. I'm so grateful. And I know um, our family is grateful for your friendship. And I, as a daughter whose mother, you know, now you're doing life together. And I just am so grateful for the support that you and the rest of the group have even shown us in the time when my grandparents passed mm-hmm. and how you guys so graciously served us. It just has meant a lot to us. So thank you. Well, it means a lot to have them around. Oh. And I have to tell you, one of the most animated times that I've the times that I've seen your dad, the most animated <laughs> was I was in the church office and this was shortly after you got married. And I just kind of stuck my head in and just to say congratulations. And he was just so excited, so pumped. And he's showing me pictures and, um, you know, just so excited for you and Jason and hearing about your business. And I want to hear you sing again sometime. Oh. Yes, I I think about it, you know, sometimes, um, I don't know if anybody else does this, but in my car is really when, especially Mm -hmm. if I'm driving by myself, you know, if Jason's in the car, I'll be a little bit more reserved, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, I love the open road and just like cranking the songs and getting to sing along with them. I do too. I mean, I miss it. You know, sometimes my friends and I will sing karaoke, but, um, well, you have quite, quite a lot of talent. Oh, thank you. you Thank you. You're so kind. I feel like there was something else I was going to say. My mind just went blank. (laughs) (laughs) When Deborah mentioned Wicked the Musical, it made me think of these lyrics from one of my favorite songs in it. I've heard it said that people come into our lives for a reason, bringing something we must learn. And we are led to those who help us most to grow if we let them and we help them in return. Well, I don't know if I believe that's true, but I know I'm who I am today because I knew you. I have been changed for good. As we close out season one, I'm reflecting on all the guests who've joined me behind the mic, sharing their stories and teaching us how they sing through liminal space. I'm grateful for them, but I'm also so grateful for you. One of my very favorite things about this experience is reading about all the songs and memories that their stories have brought up for you. I hope you'll continue the conversation with me on Instagram at Artistic Amanda and subscribe to Starting With a Song wherever you listen to podcasts. I think that's it for me today, friends. We'll be back with the launch of season two in three weeks on June 10th.